This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. From the corporate office to the cab of a truck, they're here to inspire and empower women in all professions. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. We're a show that works to inspire and empower women in every profession and lifestyle, including the office, trucking, the trades, and even motherhood. We tackle all kinds of topics and we work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests and women who've been champions. I'm Shelley. I'm going to be with you today. Kathy's on assignment. No topic is taboo on our rig. We tackle the tough topics along with the not-so-tough topics. And we like to feature experts and celebrities who can assist women in being the very best they can be. Many women and men have difficulty meeting their goals when they're juggling too many things, especially when they're in business. They end up with competing priorities and never seem to get everything accomplished. This causes stress and frustration. Nicole Schmid is a four-time entrepreneur who understands what it means to have a few balls in the air. She's a mom, the founder of Smart Cookie Media, and the creator of the podcast, The Serial Entrepreneur Show, where she refers to herself as the money detective and human jumpstarter. She offers a high-energy tactical approach to help high-achieving people in business drive their dreams forward and still have time for everything else. Nicole's been there, done that. So she knows where women in business are coming from and can advise them on growth strategies. We have Nicole with us today to tell us more. Welcome, Nicole. Oh, my goodness. You certainly are an empowered woman. Thank you, Shelley. Thanks so much for having me. I'm just uh, kind of awestruck because I'm wondering, <laughs> how do you do it all? And what got you where you are today? What got you started? Yeah. So I, I like to tell everybody, I don't do it all. That's for sure. I, I take the help, I feel like, is the is the mantra more of us women need to really live by, like take the help. There is help, not just uh, delegate, which I believe in, not just ask for help, but there is help waiting for you, whether it's family or whether it's uh, coworkers or colleagues. And so, so I don't do it all. That's for sure. But I have been learning all my life how to be a fierce delegator. I grew up as a contractor's kid. Um, both of my parents were entrepreneurs and even after they divorced, they both owned their own thing. And I have a long line. Uh, there's about 11, there's, there's 11 aunts and uncles and most of them all own their own thing. So no matter where I was growing up, I watched um, in spite of their example or despite the lack of example or, <laughs> or really great examples, I watched uh, what happens when you try to do it all and what happens when you figure out how to delegate delegate it to. Delegation. That's a word not everybody likes. I think sometimes, especially women when they're in business, I think they treat the business like their baby. Mm. And mm -hmm. they're real cautious about giving that baby to somebody else to take care of. <laughs> how, yeah. do you, how do you get yourself to delegate rather than micromanage? Yeah. So I have been micromanaged. Uh, so I always tell my team, like, I will be the the, <laughs> I will be the one you work for that will ruin you. You will not want to work for somebody else because I know what that has was like. I, I grew up as an entrepreneur's kid, but I, and I knew I would end up here, but all the messages I got was go to school, go work for somebody else, get that corner office, you know? So I certainly, you know, I, I did that. I went to business school and finished with my MBA and, and headed to Chicago and, and did that sort of thing. And it wasn't until I looked around and realized, are we an experiment are, like, are we the guinea pigs? And there are some lab coats on the other side of the wall where people are watching what not to do because we were, our teams were being so hardly judged, micromanaged that I said, man, when I leave this place and I will, this, I won't do this. And guess what? I left it. I found myself in the exact same place again. And in both times I got fired. <laughs> both times I walked away with severance because it just, it just wasn't the right fit as, as much as I would say things like, we have a half million dollar team here and we're sitting on our hands. Let us do some things based on data. Um, executive level management didn't want to hear that, right? They wanted, they wanted whatever they wanted. I can, I can guess, but maybe some listeners have been there. And so oh, yeah. micromanage, yeah, right? I, I've been there. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I remember in my twenties, it was like, really? Oh. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I used to even say like, 
just trust you. You hired us. You hired me. You hired who you believed was the right fit. Like just trust your first self yep. to let us do the work. And and they just couldn't, whether it was ego, whether it was whatever it was. And I just, you know, always, um, even managing my own teams there, I just always said, I won't be a micromanager because I'm tying someone's hands from the thing that they could be doing for us to get us to the next level. And so, so I always knew micromanagement wasn't going to be the way for any, for, for me at all, but I also had these really, I did have really great examples around me. And I think that's what happens, um, as as particular as a female in business, we don't always have the community support. It's, it's quote lonely at the top as a type a or overachiever. Uh, I know we all want to get it right. So that means sometimes we're, we're just trying to climb that ladder hill, mountain, even a molehill, and just trying to figure it out. Sure. And and I I just knew that I could have a business or I could have a baby. And I I knew that if I was going to have a business, I needed to treat it like a business. And mm-hmm. to treat it like a business meant how can I have a community that supports me, whether I'm hiring them <laughs> or whether yeah. they are just people I can lean on until it until I can. And I, I sought that wherever I could. And that, that would be one of my biggest takeaways for somebody is make sure you find how you can do that early so that you can trust and really build that muscle of delegation. How do you get to that point, though? Would you say that that's um, kind of a stumbling block for some people to let go? Yeah, they think that they have a certain way they want to do it, but yet they've hired somebody that they know is really strong and they aren't letting that person utilize Mm -hmm. the potential that could really grow the company. Yeah. So I find that when I'm clear, when I have felt I have been my clearest and I do aim for this as much as possible. So that means, you know, some people like to write it down in like an SOP, you know, documented process and how we do things with screenshots. And let me tell you, that's a stumbling block because you're never, not, not never, but most of us are never going to get that level of detail there for uh, an incoming new hire. But uh, surprise, I, as a podcast host, I'm a verbal processor. Surprise. (laughs) What I have found is if I can record the process, if I can show in five or 10 minute, you know, videos of here's exactly how it works, what makes it work and empower them to work through it. Try my way, try, try 30, 60 days, improve my way. I challenge you, please do it. But at least I've given them now the fence post, just like a kiddo or a puppy, right? Mm -hmm. Giving them this fence to run at. And I found it's not just giving the clarity and feeling confident in it, right? Because the same way I judge those other bosses, hey, trust yourself. I, mm-hmm. I have to say, Nicole, I got you got to trust you that you that you did set them up with tools for success. The second part is I have to remind them, you have the logins, you have the access, you, you have the instructions now, but you have to get out of your own head because a new hire or a team member that you promote, they want to do it right for you too. Like you think you want it your way. They want it your way. And they start to get tripped up when they're like, but I don't really know. And, and so we, we work really hard on my team to make sure everyone knows how far and how fast you can run to that fence post, like get there as fast as you can. Here's Mm -hmm. your boundaries and stay out of your own head that, oh, I don't know if Nicole would do it this way. I don't know. Nope. You get the freedom inside, you know, run all over that swing set, the playground, the whatever. Mm -hmm. And when you get there, then look back and check in. And so that's the muscle that I find more and more business owners. We have to flex because even as a mom, right? Like it's a whole lot easier for me to make the peanut butter and jelly, right? But then I'm always going to be making that peanut butter and jelly. And mm-hmm. so sometimes we have to let the counter get messy and 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 let them figure it out. But we don't sure. figure that out unless we try it. Absolutely. So you kind of give them the navigation. You're providing the lane. You know, when you're driving down the road, you have to stay within the lane, but you might have to make a lane change. Yeah. You're giving them the GPS. Okay, this is our end goal. This is our destination. But you've got some latitude in here and we welcome your perspective, because when you think about it, the biggest companies uh, like, well, let's take Microsoft, for instance, Bill Gates, he started in a garage, but he didn't (laughs) do it alone. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, it's impossible to do it alone. And so anytime that we try, we're just lying to ourselves. And, uh, you know, I I did have the benefit of seeing it. I joke that being an entrepreneur in my family was kind of like horse breeding, just in our line. <laughs> like you're going to do it. <laughs> right. you, yeah. Even several of us that didn't choose entrepreneurship, they, they are professors or teachers or administrators at school. So I always joke, well, you guys own your classroom or practically your school. <laughs> so, so I, so I did get the benefit of seeing, you know, at a family pool party or a reunion, there were still like business deals happening because they had this little mini community inside, you know, of like, Hey, are you working on this project or that? And, and so we don't, 
don't do it alone. Even as solo entrepreneurs, you know, I, I work with, you know, s- small teams or solo entrepreneurs too, one-on-one and there's, you know, they might be a one-man band and we call one of, one of our clients um, and she does do so much, but she also has support that, um, is on you know unequaled anywhere else. She not just family at home, but you know she has us on our side for literally unlimited support. And I think it's important to have a business. You've got to find where do you find that in your world? Absolutely. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Dean Michael, the tax doctor here. I have one question for you. Do you want to stop worrying about the IRS? If the answer is yes, then look no further. I've been around for years. I've helped countless people across the country and my success rate speaks for itself. So now you know where to find good, honest help with your tax problems. What are you waiting for? If you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS or haven't filed in years, call me now at 888-557-4020 or go to mytaxhelpmd.com for a free consultation and get your life back. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you're enjoying this informative episode of Women Road Warriors, I wanted to mention Kathy and I explore all kinds of topics that will power you on the road to success. We feature a lot of expert interviews. Plus, we feature celebrities and women who've been trailblazers. Please check out our podcast at womenroadwarriors.com and click on our episodes page. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, YouTube, and other sites. And tell others about us. We want to help as many women as possible. Part of success is not always overdoing it if you're an overachiever. If you feel overwhelmed, you're probably taking on too much. Business owners and high achievers need to know when to say when. Delegate and take the help. Don't do it all. Be a fierce delegator and don't micromanage. Trust others to do the work to grow your organization or help you build your success. Nicole Schmid is the founder of Smart Cookie Media and the creator of the podcast, The Serial Entrepreneur Show. She's been talking about how to manage people as an entrepreneur and how to manage your business. She's got some great insight. So I'm sure we have a lot of listeners out there that have toyed with the idea of going into business. They'd really like to. I think some people are just... Like you said, in the bloodline, it's just in your blood that you don't want to work for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's you're convinced of it because you've had a micromanager. You know that there's some potential out there. You've got a great idea. How do you take that step? It's scary. What is the first step and in, in the mindset? And what are some of the fundamentals to becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah, I love that you brought up mindset. One of my favorite quotes. Um, and I, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, so don't tune me out if you're not a Star Wars fan. I'm not. But if you are one, I think you'll appreciate it. Um, Yoda says, do or do not. There is no try. That's and right. so, right. So so if you have that idea or you have that inkling, and you know, we talk about this on our podcast a lot, that it usually was birthed somewhere way before the moment you're, you're finally talking about it. Maybe you had a lemonade stand as a kid. Maybe, you know, you picked flowers out of the neighbor's yard to just go back and sell them to her. Hi, guilty. Definitely tried that. Mm -hmm. Uh, until my dad pointed out (laughs) those were actually her flowers. So, so it probably was, (laughs) that's funny. probably was birthed somewhere else. And um, I just encourage everybody lean on that confidence of wherever you had it previously. It may have been, you realize, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, um, in trucking, right? So, well, yeah, my dad worked for a large trucking company. Yeah, but he might've been an independent contractor. What were those conversations around your table? I bet you they were very different from some from you know anybody else you grew up with. So I always tell everybody, if you've had if you have this idea, product or otherwise, you likely had some confidence somewhere else before to try something and and then just take one step forward and one step forward. And it's that momentum that just causes you to build that snowball. But it's do or do not. There is no try. And if you've got that little inkling of that something, mm-hmm. how 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 can you not? 
How can you not at least take an action step forward? So, you know, that could begin with a conversation. Somebody just recently reached out to me, a longtime friend, and he said, Hey, I got this idea. He's like, I've been doing a lot of, you know, stay at home dad stuff, you know, as the girls were growing up and they're now older. He's like, but I've had this idea and it, and it involves laundry. I won't share his secrets here, but you know, he was like, how do I manufacture that? How do I get that started? He was so stuck in like, how do you take it to market? When I was like, who else, who else wants it? Have you made a prototype? Have you, have you asked somebody? I said, cause you could sell something at a local event before, you know, but like, let's just talk about like, what have you done? Have you told anybody? And it's only until he reached out to somebody, you know, I've been his friend 20 plus years. He's never mentioned it before. Did he finally get clarity? I'm like, oh, so I don't have to spend gobs of money, manufacture something. And then for it to flop. Nope. <laughs> Test it out. Start, start talking about it with your peers and see sure. what comes of it. That's a very important. When somebody's thinking about going into business, no matter what it is, it can be overwhelming. It's like, where do I start? Yeah. How am I going to succeed? And then uh, people might have somebody in their life that's going, oh, that's a, are you nuts? You know, why, <laughs> would, you, why would you do this? You know, you've got security, you've got job security. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you venture out and even try this? You have to find champions along the way too, don't you? Yeah, I agree. You know, in fact, sometimes the person that tells us this is dumb or it's not a great idea, the loudest voice, I think if we were all really honest with ourselves, is not mom, aunt, uncle, or yeah, I mean, spouses, spouses can be pretty loud, but it's not, it's our own head of what we think somebody would say, right? Like it's not even external to us. A lot of our people closest to us would never be so degrading to us, but we imagine that they would be. It is that security, that comfort, right? Mm -hmm. It is, um, it is, well, I have a family or I'm supposed to provide or yeah, oh, I get it. I get it. I, no one's, no one in this business will ever, or in a business will ever say it's easy or there doesn't come times. I mean, I think, um, <laughs> I think the reason why I have success now is because I watched how broke we were in the eighties and nineties. Right. And was like, okay, that can't happen. How, how do we solve that? How do we eliminate that problem? And it made me pay attention to marketing. So I, so I think if that's where somebody leans, like, well, I need more security, then find ways to take calculated risks. Because if you don't have your mindset right, um, in, in meaning like moving forward with, let me just take some calculated risks, you're never going to do it. You're going to just talk about it. And you might be sure. meant for exactly that product, or you might be meant for something else that you haven't just taken that step forward yet. So really so important to get into action because while you're in action, you can't be thinking about it at the same time. And when you're in action, somebody shows up. I just heard a story the other day from um, a realtor. She said she started doing postcards like the big boys, right? I started sending them out, sending them out. She's like, but I was doing it wrong. I was doing it wrong every single time. I kept going to the exact same subdivision. And somebody was kind enough inside that subdivision that worked at the post office to reach out to her and said, hey, I have, there's a better way of doing this. I think you should know about it wow. and called her and they set up a call. It only took her doing it and doing it now she knows it's ineffective, but doing it that many times ineffective that someone was like, Hey, I think you need a little help here. So you, you never know until you just take that action. And like you said, calculated risks, what would be a calculated risk? What, what's an example of that? So if, if someone is considering leaving corporate, um, <laughs> and not getting fired, um, you know, maybe it is starting that side hustle yeah. and maybe it is setting some goals, right? So I, I don't want anyone to fall asleep here, you know, like, oh, okay, we've heard the goal talk, but like really, really take a look at your financials and what it really would take meaningfully. You know, right now you may have a certain lifestyle, but what would it actually take if you were to strip out some of that stuff? You know, if you were to take away the Netflix or take away the three-week hair appointments, if you were really to take it away and knew that this opportunity would make you incredibly happy. And if you were happy, your family's happy, right? Your kiddos are happy. Yeah. Maybe there's healthier dinners, all of that, but really take a look at those financials. I am a data-driven, numbers-driven, results-oriented person for sure. But the one thing that always tells us the truth is our figures. Any number that you can get on the page. So really just take a look at that and figure out what is my runway? Could I, could I make that runway in three months or six months? Okay, now, now there's some calculated risk there. Another way is test that idea. Could you get some early adopters, early buyers before you even begin working on that project? Could you have someone buy something early? And you could do that by paying attention to data. You could share something on social media. You could run a short window of time on an ad or a workshop and you could find, oh wait, there's data to support mm -hmm. that someone's willing to pay for this. Yeah. There's a couple. Well, you know, when you think about it, marketing is huge. No matter what 
kind of business you have, there's marketing involved. Word of mouth is absolutely powerful. And mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people, depending on the business that they're going into, are a bit daunted by social media because there's so much stuff out there. But you could even launch a very small campaign and get a feel for the kind of response you're getting. I mean, it's what they call A-B testing, I guess, in marketing. Yeah. Uh, you try one approach, then you try another approach, and you're going, okay, this is giving me some initial feedback on maybe a direction I need to head. Yeah, I love that. So we, um, I'm pretty dangerous with a dollar a day on Facebook. Yes, we we spend we spend gobs more for our clients, that's for sure. But even just building engagement or insights, you know, we can tell a lot about an offer or um, a solution or a campaign with just a dollar a day, and it's that early feedback. Those, you know, out of 400 impressions, how many clicks are happening would give somebody so much more confidence in, oh, wow, I, people actually want this, mm -hmm. you know, raising my hand and saying, Hey, this is an option. Um, not just, you know, cause we can't just come to friends and family, right. They're not always our buyers and, and we shouldn't lean on them. Anyhow, we, we need the larger market. Right. And so we always encourage like, Hey, you could put a dollar behind something for four days or, or 10. And you could really find out is the market there for me? Um, we also test any message and image. Um, sometimes, you know, we'll do like 10 different tests and under $10, we find what is winning. You know, what is this gold star? It's going to print money for us time and time again across any platform. So we treat Facebook, not just like the end all be all, but really as our little marketing chemistry lab for ourselves and our clients. And so we walk in there like with the virtual lab coats that we have on just pretend little white coats and just be like, okay, let's test a few things. Just like you said, AB. So test mm -hmm. this picture against this one, test this message against this one. And it's, it's really empowering. It really gives you that next step forward. And it tells you when you are right or when you're wrong. And more importantly, the market is always right. So you just have to be listening. And marketing is important no matter where you are. You may not be in the digital um, world, but like you were talking about the person who was sending things out to this neighborhood and somebody from yeah. the post office said, this is not correct. I can't imagine how much money a lot of companies spend in junk meal. And some <laughs> of these things are super expensive. You know that they, you know, high glossy marketing materials that they're sending out. They're paying for the postage, everything else. And it ends up in the trash. I, yeah. I don't look at it. <laughs> right. Like, why are you sending me this? You know, retirees, I guess a lot of them like getting that stuff. Um, I don't know, because nobody likes them and they can't get any notes or, <laughs> or cards from their friends and family. But the average person isn't going to, they don't like having to pull all that stuff out of their mailbox. I mean, there's, right. you have to find an effective way to message your target audience. So true. So true. And what we find is, you know, if you can test something using digital, you know, my parents, they, they own a roofing, they roofing and siding windows, doors. In fact, that was one of my first businesses because I wasn't going to take over their business. I, I opened my own and, and what we did, you know, in a day was, was flyers and, and a knock on a door. If they were, you know, in an area of hailstorm or a sign in the yard, and then just, you know, relying on those referrals, we couldn't, track the way we can now to see, you know, if we wanted to put flyers across a neighborhood and had no idea if they had a storm, now we people can pinpoint it and you didn't have to guess. Sure. Um, now you can drop those postcards. Um, but what matters is what's on them, right? Coca-Cola, I believe the number was, I don't know if it still is, they work to make sure there's 11 branding impressions that you see in a day that you could possibly see. If you don't leave your home, you don't leave your home. If you're a Pepsi drinker, you may not see it all day, but they're either as product placement or billboards or wherever they possibly can 11 times. And if Coca-Cola is doing it 11 times, yeah. we certainly need to try. <laughs> we need to try oh, yeah. a few more. And if we're going to try, we really should know the message that mm -hmm. stands out for our target. And whether that is a postcard or whether the, you can take that one message now that you've proven it for under 10 bucks. And now you can you know put it on LinkedIn or, or put it on the postcard or actually handwrite you know, a note to, to maybe those right retirees if they are your target. And it would be sure. so much more powerful because you're using language that they're looking for. Name recognition is so important. You've got your branding and all of that involved. Coca-Cola, obviously, everybody knows what Coca-Cola is, but they didn't always, you know. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, so important. And then so you, important. You'll see ads. And of course, I, I sometimes wonder with some of the ad agencies, really? Okay, uh, it's a clever ad. It's creative. But what's the product after you're done watching mm -hmm. the ad? That's not effective. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Marketing agencies are out there um, too. I, I hate even lo- like lumping ourselves in with them because we just, we try to really aim to do it different. And there's no other word to call yourself though, when you help people reach visibility and, and stand out. Um, but so many of them are just flexing on what's possible instead of what's profitable. I don't want what's possible. I want what's profitable. And so that's just it. You see some of those campaigns and you're like, okay, but wait, what does this do for me? Now it did get you to talk about it. If you remembered the brand, right? Like they may have achieved, you know, notoriety, um, if you remembered what it was. And so there might be some method to the madness, or there just might be, um, some ad execs throwing money around the table because their client said yes. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Trucking Moves America Forward, or TMAF, is building a positive image of trucking by telling the story of the hardworking drivers and industry professionals who support the industry. And you can be a part of it. Learn more about TMAF and how you can join and be a part of the industry movement working to build a strong image of trucking by visiting TMAF's website at truckingmovesamerica.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our latest channel, TikTok. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. Do or do not. Like Nicole Schmid says, there's no try when it comes to business. Take an action to achieve your dreams. Take that idea and move it forward. Look at the steps you need to take and make a plan. Get the clarity you need and run it by your peers. Bring that idea to fruition and find your champions who encourage you on your journey. Don't give in to the negative thoughts you may have that will undermine your success. Change your mindset and find ways to take calculated risks as an entrepreneur. Test your idea to see if you can get early buyers. Look at the data to see if people are willing to pay for your product. Define your message and the marketing strategy to properly reach your target audience. Nicole Schmid is the founder of Smart Cookie Media and the creator of the podcast, The Serial Entrepreneur Show. She's offering tips on the ways to succeed in business. Nicole, at the end of our previous segment, we were talking about targeted marketing and misguided ad campaigns. One of the ad campaigns that sticks out in my mind that I I found it particularly hilarious. There was a lot of money spent by the state of South Dakota. It was an Mm -hmm. anti-drug campaign about methamphetamine. And it was called meth. We're on it. Well, you know, they've got different people in this commercial, all age groups. Meth. We're on it. Okay. You walk away from that going, everybody's on meth in the state of South Dakota. (laughs) And they spent an enormous amount of money on this. And it's just like, really? And that was not the message they were trying to convey. They were trying to say, we're on top of it. But that's not the way it came out. Uh Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, you know, there was in my own state, Indiana, just recently awarded a contract to a marketing agency that, um, you know, they were putting a lot of tourism ad dollars behind it. And, you know, if you don't know much about Indiana, well, I'll tell you there's Indianapolis 500 here. So we like our fast cars. We certainly have a whole lot of corn. There's um, an amusement park that uh, capitalizes on there's more than corn in Indiana and talks about that. Uh-huh. Um, we do have a national park uh, along the lakeshore of Lake Michigan. We do have some pretty cool assets. So they, they put some tourism dollars behind this and they awarded that that big, big proposal to a marketing company and they went to work. And I was really excited to think like what, what could be possible for, for Indiana where, right. We're, we tend to be a flyover state. We are the crossroads of America, anything coming East to West, North to South. They've got, it's got to come through us. Mm-hmm. When we had the polar vortex a few years ago, there was a meme with John Candy saying, Hey, Indiana's closed. It was hysterical, but true yeah. because if it's, if it's blocked here with snow, nothing's getting, you're not getting that Amazon order. Right. We have so much logistics here from Ford motor companies in this area to Lear, which makes stuff for Ford so much. Mm-hmm. And to me, I just thought, man, the opportunities, how great. And had I known about it, I mean, we should have probably gone out for it, but I didn't know about it. And when this rolled out, we saw two flaws because the market screamed them as soon as it, as soon as it rolled out. And it was one it was clear to me they did not use any focus groups to test their imagery, to test their messaging. They mm. could have 
easily pull together groups that would have shared their opinion, whether you wanted to use them or not, whether they were educated in marketing or not. Um, but you could have at least heard early feedback. So that was clear to me because the amount of people that were so enraged um, was, man, it was clear for mm -hmm. once all over the state, everybody was on the same page. And two, in a tourism funded campaign, would you believe the signs? I'm, I'm not, I don't want to give the spoiler away. So let's see if you can guess it, Shelly. The signs where you enter a state, we, right? You've traveled across. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the listeners here may have traveled across the states. What is on most signs when you enter a new state? Well, it says welcome to the state of, and it seems like you see the shape of the state, don't you? Yeah. A lot of times. Would yeah. you would you believe the word welcome was omitted from every single welcome sign? <laughs> oh my. Okay. <laughs> yes. And and so that was one of the things people were up in arms about. Like, how could you miss this? Which then makes me wonder, right? What, like, what else did you miss out? What other assets do we have here? Like, besides welcoming, like, could we at least like appreciate that we're from the Midwest and like we we try to be Midwest nice? Like, yeah. it's it's those types of things that um, that remind me on the regular that I don't have to be right about a campaign. I just have to be listening. And I think that's true for any business owner about their own marketing. Yeah. Don't let your ego get in the way. You just mm. have to be listening to your market and you can do it. You can ask them, you can go straight to the source and one-to-one -one have a conversation and that will be the fastest path to cash. You know, I think ego, <laughs> it's just not a good thing. I mean, we have to have a certain amount of it to have confidence but mm -hmm. if you are so strong, I want to say the word bullheaded. Let's call it that way. Yes. <laughs> you know, you are just, you know, I, this is my idea and you're not going to change it. Even if everything points to the fact that you need to pivot, mm -hmm. you should be able to say, okay, let's change. Cause I want to make money. Ideally, I want to get from point A to point D and this is what I have to do. Would you say that that's one of the biggest obstacles entrepreneurs can have? Oh, absolutely. Entrepreneurs, founders, um, executive directors of nonprofits. You know, I've sat across one that, you know, founded a nonprofit and um, plenty of people had shared that, you know, it might be time to have someone else come in and run the, as the CEO for her or at least a COO. And I think, you know, she wanted to have things done the way she wanted to have them done the way she wanted to have them done. And still had these big goals for the organization. And I remember having to have the conversation, do you, do you want it done or do you want it done your way? Because those are two very different things. Do you, do you want to make money or do you only want to make money exactly your way in this little tiny way? Because if you want it done, you want the project to be completed, the multi-million dollar building to go up, or do you want it to be done your way? What's more important to you? If you're about serving the community, I would say it's the first one, get it done, get it up. And I think it's when somebody can step back and say, okay, maybe I'm not Steve Jobs, right? Steve Jobs had a thing about buttons. He didn't want buttons on the phone. That was his own thing. There's talk about you know where that comes from for him, but he didn't want it. He didn't even wear buttons. He always had a turtleneck on, right? Um, that was about him and his vision for a product, maybe based on some research. I'd like to think that he looked at the data, you know, that this could make things different. But if you don't have that behind you uh, or you haven't had that level of success, then maybe you start listening to market. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you're, I'm not saying ever, I will never, ever say, listen to your your peers, your colleagues. No, no. Listen to those that have their wallets out, <laughs> warmed yes. up and yep. buying, not even from you, but buying your type of product from someone. And, and that has to push your ego over to the side really quickly. I think mm -hmm. if, if your goal is to get it done. And like you said, point D let's make some money here. Yeah. I think ego goes away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because if you're not making money, then it's a hobby and a very expensive one. Yes. So expensive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And nobody wants to say, yeah, I got this really expensive hobby. <laughs> no, the yeah. only money, the only people that make money off of that is your accountant who's just going to write off all these hobby expenses. Oh, there, yeah. Nobody, you're, <laughs> yeah. Right. And the IRS only lets you do that for a couple of years. And then they're like, nope, that's, that's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in Northern Alberta, Canada. She's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big. 
an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life. She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry, our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. When you're in business, you need to be keenly aware of your target market. Listen to your customer. Don't be afraid to pivot if there's a new direction identified. You must be flexible to achieve the end goal. Don't forget your mission and be able to adapt. Get your ego out of the way and observe. Look at the data when you can. Listen to your customer and those who have their wallets out and are prepared to buy your product and make the change when necessary so you can succeed and appeal to your target market. Nicole Schmid has some tremendous insight for business owners. She's the founder of Smart Cookie Media and the creator of the podcast, The Serial Entrepreneur Show. So, Nicole, you teach people how to work with competing priorities. There are so many competing priorities in life, and women certainly have tons of them. How does a woman who wants to go into business or is in business balance everything? Yeah, I think it's, I think for me, um, this may not work for all, but I think it's first um, recognizing this idea of balance is made up, right? Like balance truly, if we really think about the scales, scales of justice or just a scale anywhere, right? Like there's this counterbalance, there's this other balance to, to balance things out. So there's no such thing as like perfect balance. Like you're going to have to constantly be adding to one side, decreasing from the other side that if you really just take that concept and run that analogy all the way down, there's no, there's no such thing really. You have to, it's, it's a constant progress. If you were balancing on a, on a tightrope, right? It's this constant um, effort to get there. And I don't think it, I don't think it happens ever as quickly as we want and, or how we want it, right? Like I want it to be nice and smooth and super easy. Um, it, it doesn't, but I think it's recognizing it early on. If I am with my kiddos, I really want to be present with my kiddos. But when I have a business, I'm, it's like I left one of the kiddos behind, right? Like, the, like mm. you're, you tend to still be thinking about it. So oh, I try to yeah. find, yeah, right? So mm. I try to find ways that I can shut that off. So it's either planning activities for us so that when I'm with them, I'm with them, right? I make sure I'm not listening to other podcasts when I'm with them. I'm not listening to a business podcast where I'm getting ideas or charged and revved up with new ideas for, for ours. And, and so I think it's really important to just put those boundaries in place to say, when I'm here, I'm here. And when I'm all in, I'm all in over here. My, you know, my year, well, my, my oldest is six and it's been six years of like always inconsistent childcare situations. Right. So my calendar never looks as balanced as I, I would like it. And if I were to constantly fight that, I would be miserable. And sometimes I do let's, you know, let's be frank. Sometimes I do. Sometimes like, no, I really, this really has to happen. Like I have this meeting or I have this booking. And so I think it's really finding ways you can put into place what has to happen in order to meet the goals that still serve your family. And then also, why are you doing this? It probably is for freedom and flexibility. So on the times that I can't be moving a lever in my business, pushing the button because I want to push the button, what, you know, whatever that looks like for me, mm -hmm. I need to remember that I am the CEO and visionary of the business. So somebody else should probably be pulling that lever or pushing that button. Um, yes, I have to be available for content just like you, Shelly, right? Like, yes, I have to record the things. I have to do those things. But other pieces of the puzzle, I've got to put in the boundary and make sure someone else is getting to that. And I think everybody in any stage of their journey needs to be reminded of that regularly because balance is hard. 
You know, yeah. kiddos get sick when they get sick and it's usually the most inopportune time. You, right. uh, la- last year I was stuck in New York for 24 hours due to a uh, uh, storm and, you know, just backup of all these planes being down my, you know, that I just was stuck there 24 hours. You make the most of it and, and you figure right. it out. Makes sense. Nicole, I know that organization can be an issue for a lot of people. Some people are good at it. Uh, I know that I take notes. I I have, you know, the sticky note program on my computer. I'm always (laughs) making a list. I've been making lists forever. It keeps me on point. Is that something that really organization is is really key to success as an entrepreneur as well? So so I believe it is because I feel it's key to my success. However, I've seen how it's had to morph and change over time. I don't know that it actually is a key to success though. I have, I have interviewed, um, founders of all levels. Um, but I'm particularly thinking of one founder that he would probably tell you he's not organized, but we're talking about somebody who is involved in one of eBay's largest multi-transactional deals. And we're talking multi, multi-millions. And I would say he probably, maybe he does, I, you know, but I would think that he might say like, ah, it's, it's not my strongest suit. I could be wrong. He, he might might, might listen and say, I am totally organized, but I think that it's more about understanding your strengths than weaknesses. That if you aren't the, the list maker, which I have always been, I remember, um, early on being married, my kid sister, who was 10 years younger than me lived with us. And she and my husband say, well, just leave us a list, whatever you want us to do. And I remember as a, as a list maker being so frustrated, like, I'm not leaving you a list. It's the same thing all the time. Just write your own list, <laughs> like, just laminate uh, the list. Just like, you know, it's the same thing. Right. And so I remember, um, getting pretty frustrated about that. And, but as the digital age has happened, right. Like my lists go into Asana. there's, you know, there's a place for, for most of my things. If it's uh, a shopping list at home, there's a different place for that. So I find that I have to adapt differently, but if I don't have, um, clear on what's next as a mom, it can be really frustrating. So I had to, during the pandemic, um, I had a three-year-old at home and I was very, very, very pregnant (laughs) and, um, in trying to work was almost impossible. So I started making giant sticky notes outside of my computer on the wall, those big giant 3M ones. Thank you. 3M. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I started just to have to write them down and have them in 20 minute increments. Like what could I get done in 20 minutes, the next 20 minutes. And so when I did have that 20 minutes, even when the baby was born, that kid, I swear he didn't sleep more than 47 minutes at a time. Uh, I, I could, I could go straight to that board and just be like, this is the next thing I can pull off. And, and I think that's, what's key is being able to, to do that. And regularly, you know, if it is the word pivot, but just find a way to get the things done that, you know, are going to move the needle forward, not to be busy. Don't, no, nobody needs to be busy. And right. in interviewing serial entrepreneurs, so those that have multiple businesses or multiple product lines that they're responsible for, you have to find what works for you today. And then sure. that may change a bit tomorrow. Makes sense. You know, and I think having those reminders make you feel a little bit more in control. Uh, when mm-hmm. you talk about those sticky notes, I've put yeah. them on my bathroom mirror before. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. Um, I joke that everybody needs, like, can somebody be my reminder? Like someone will feel bad, like, oh, sorry to nudge this. Nudge away. <laughs> Get what you need because yeah. uh, the world comes fast at at entrepreneurs. And we are, you know, we are still seeing all the branding impressions that everyone else is too. And on top of our own work. So nudge away. Sure. Sticky note if you need it. Yep. So what does your show cover and what does Smart Cookie Media cover? Uh, you've got uh, a number of things here that are really cool. Thank you. Thank you. So the Serial Entrepreneur Show is a show that I co-host with a longtime friend. We met in undergrad. I went to business school. He went to law school. We are still friends somehow, despite him being an attorney. No, he's he's always got my back, always <laughs> looking out for me. <laughs> and we um, we were always having business conversations and I found that during a time audit of my time, I was doing like a seven day time audit that we'd have these conversations. And while they were great for us and they were friendship building for us, they weren't getting to that business owner who needed that information. Um, nor was that business owner even going to listen to us maybe in some cases. Right. Um, and I said, you know what, Matt, we just need to turn the mics on already. And he's like, what? And he's like, aren't, aren't you going through a time audit? You don't have time for that you're right, <laughs> but these keep showing up and they're still important. And I think they're still valuable. And I think somebody can learn from it. Maybe that cheeseburger shop isn't going to learn anything, but if a different cheeseburger shop can hear from us and our experiences, whether it's marketing visibility on my end with smart cookie media, 
whether it is data-driven decisions that we do with dashboarding and smart cookie, or whether it was his in, you know, advising and, and his attorney brain, his strategic mindset. I said, I think people could learn from it. I think it's time to turn on the mics. And so that's how that began and started to tell people like you can have shiny object syndrome be one of your biggest superpowers that we're showing and proving that business owners can do more than one thing and do it well, have pro- profitable exits, write the book, whatever it is that they're up to. What is Smart shiny, Media? What is shiny oh. object syndrome? So it's a, it's been like a, this little like coin term. We hear more and more that, um, entrepreneurs are just about the next shiny thing that they're trying to like jump to the next thing and next thing, or, mm-hmm. or as a business owner, we just want, Oh, let's try that campaign. Oh, let's try. We're looking for this magic bullet all the time or squirrel. We get distracted with something. Right. And, right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And so we, you know, people tend to feel like they're going in all different directions and the the voice has been so loud from uh, mass media of like, you have to niche down, stay in your lane only. Don't, you know, don't get distracted. You, you're not going to win unless you you know work on this thing for seven years. When really we've watched that some of our guests, their biggest idea, their most profitable idea has sometimes come from a whim, a conversation over lunch, that if they didn't pursue that in some way, they wouldn't be where they are today. And that's what we love to share is those stories of hope for somebody who does have, you know, I think entrepreneurs by and large, they have lots of ideas. It's finding some organization around the one um, to move it forward. And then maybe, you know, maybe you get a, a car or truck full of tires of, of your four ideas or, or more, but um, it's taking one thing at a time. And so we try to point the way and how you can do that. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Throwing enough mud on the wall, probably that can stick sometimes, <laughs> but it's not always effective, is it? No, no, it's not. So it's really having that, that clear path forward and, um, and I think though, when somebody isn't willing to pursue that other idea because of what some outsider has said, oh, you got to stick with it. But what if that other idea is more clear than your first? Like you have to know how to listen to that intuition as well. So does Smart Cookie Media work with all kinds of businesses? We do. We, we, <laughs> from uh, doctors of physical therapy, I've helped uh, personally helped uh, an underdog, underfunded candidate for Congress win his congressional seat just a couple of years ago. We work a whole lot with uh, service-based entrepreneurs. So all across the country, parts of Canada too, a couple in Australia, but that time zone's really hard. And um, a lot of our business comes from portrait photographers and they are like a referral source for us because number one, they all know each other, but number two, they serve the type of people that we love to serve too. So whether that's professional service providers, like financial advisors, attorneys, those, those regulated folks that aren't sure what to do with their marketing sometimes, because there's so much compliance, uh, we help and serve a lot of them. And we found ourselves now starting to produce podcasts for others as well. Podcasts are super popular. I think they really took off during the pandemic when people were like, okay, what can I do with my time now? (laughs) Yeah. While I'm drinking my glass of wine, because I can't go anywhere, you know, the the memes that were out there all over the place. But (laughs) uh, it is an effective way to create brand awareness. And people have good takeaways because they can learn about the business, but they also maybe have some help tips, how-to tips. People like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. And, you know, it fills up our our day a little bit differently, right? Like I'll listen, I'll, I'll listen doing either a chore or, you know, from one appointment to the next, you know, I'm not taking a call sometimes in the car so I can, you know, make sure I heard that latest from this person or that. Mm -hmm. And they're just, they're giving us something that we couldn't always get before. And, uh, we're, you know, it's bringing the world a little closer together too. I think Mm -hmm. it's been a really, really powerful opportunity for a lot of businesses. Well, it's very user-driven people, want to kind of control their content. And frankly, I think a lot of this radio did it to themselves. Uh, They they stopped really kind of serving the local market, if you will. Mm -hmm. So people got sick of listening to syndicated shows all the time. So true. Good point. Good point. So they started going to places like Pandora and making their own radio station. And I think that's where a lot of this all came about. The consumer wants what they want. (laughs) They can choose now. And there's so many options. And Indeed. so that is a, a great place for a company to showcase their their services for sure. Yeah. And, you know, just the in terms of who's there and the, the type of listener that's there, the stats that have come out, you know, talk about how, you know, 
the education levels, the income levels, the decision-making levels that, that many listeners are at. Um, I think it's really important as we see that grow and, and you know, even develop other levels um, up, down, sideways. Um, I think it's really important to realize you can be not just in their pocket, but literally in their earbuds when they're, you know, Hey, Hey kids, Hey, quiet down. I'm trying to listen to this when, you know, wherever they're at. And I think it's really important if a brand can weave a story, share a story about their work in not such a pitch fest way, but in a, or just a real authentic, um, relatable way. I think it's really powerful for the consumer to get to make a choice after that. It is absolutely. So is there we only have a couple minutes and I want people to know how to reach you, uh, listen to your podcast and and be able to reach out to your company as well. Is there one maybe motto or strategy for people who are currently entrepreneurs, if they're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur or if they're currently doing that and maybe have some roadblocks, is there maybe a, a motto or something that they can grasp onto that will keep them going? One I keep, yeah, one I keep behind me at my desk all the time so that I can see it as a reminder when I'm in a call or doing a workshop, (laughs) I can just see this little flash behind me. It is from Nelson Mandela. And the the quote is, it always seems impossible until it is done. So it's always going to feel hard. (laughs) I like that. I like that. I remember deciding to be self-employed when I was in my 20s, and I came up with patience, prudence, and perseverance. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. So good. So good. And patience, I still have to work on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But, you know, I thought, this is a good reminder. You know, just keep plodding along. Just do it. Just do it. You know, like Nike, just do it, right? Just do it. Or even Dory, you know, she's that little swimmer that just in the Nemo movie that says, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. So it's also a good one. That's right. (laughs) So where do people find your podcast and your company? Yeah. So the Serial Entrepreneur Show is on all the major platforms, wherever you're listening to your shows, you can find it by searching Serial Entrepreneur Show or my name, Nicole Schmid. And if you want to just make one connection, that would be really easy. You can find me on LinkedIn at Nicole Schmid, S-C-H-M-I-E-D over there on LinkedIn. You can find me all the other places that you like to hang out to, but that's a great one to, I'm always in there. I'm always managing that myself and inside the DMs you can connect. Excellent. And people can reach out to your company as well uh, and just maybe want uh, do a short consultation to see if it's a fit, what you guys yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. We do a 20 minute game plan. You get it right with me. Um, you can book it right there on the website, smartcookiemedia.co. And that definitely is .co, not .com, smartcookiemedia. Excellent. I love your perspectives. You are a wealth of information and inspiration. I love this, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you, Shelly. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. It's been a pleasure uh, sharing with you. I really appreciated you reaching out. You're very welcome. Thank you, Nicole, for being on the show. We hope you've enjoyed this latest episode. And if you want to hear more episodes of Women Road Warriors or learn more about our show, be sure to check out womenroadwarriors.com. And please follow us on social media. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at sjohnson at womenroadwarriors.com. Mm-hmm.